coming at you again today, one of my favorite days of every week or every month when I get to hang out with my buddy Alberto at Alberto Visuals, capturing content, making me look good from every angle possible, which is why we pay him why we pay him. In all seriousness, though, we are here today and he always makes fun shit out of what we talk about creative stuff. That's what he does. So today we're here and we started a series uh, where we are highlighting small businesses and especially those businesses that are owned and operated by women. And as I mentioned in the previous uh, podcast regarding this very, very uh, topic, it's important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and and your tribe of, of, of sorts where you support one another. And I'm all about businesses. I'm all about keeping it local, but I'm also all about powerful women in business that stay true to themselves, who are authentic, who are character worthy, who are just to the nth degree professional, respectful, and just get their hustle on. And that to me is so important when you are out in this world in, in, in trying to make your way as, as a businesswoman, as a woman, as a parent, as a friend, whatever your role is, it's important to be around those who you can help and encourage and support. And I'm all about supporting those who have supported me. Um, Today, I have two very special guests. Um, For those of you who have been following my journey in terms of my health, you know I've been through quite a bit with breast implant illness, and I've been very vocal about it. And one of the struggles that I had early on was the weight that I had lost and the weight that I could not gain because I wasn't eating enough because of all my allergies and food sensitivities. I was literally living off of air, lettuce, kale, you name it, boring, couldn't have a donut if you paid me, couldn't have a cookie if you tried. I really was struggling with that aspect of my journey until I was introduced to the two young women that are with me today, and they literally have changed my life. They have saved my life, and I am forever indebted to them um, because I am now back to my ideal weight, still gaining, but I'm eating donuts, I'm eating cookies, I'm eating everything that I've missed along this journey, and if it literally weren't for them, I don't know where I would be. So I have a huge place in my heart for them, um, but they also happen to be women, and they happen to own this business. And I, when I tell you guys their food is legit, the shit, <laughs> it is so good that nine times out of 10, when I get my meal deliveries for the week, I have to reach out to them and say, okay, so what is this made of again? Because this tastes so good. Like I'm having meals that I didn't think I could ever have. So as a means of support, I wanted to bring them into your world today so that you can learn about them, learn about who they are, learn about why they started their business, who are they as individuals, what made them get into the, you know, the catering business, as it were. You know, I can't even boil water without freaking out that it's going to become like burned, right? So having said that, my two dear friends, I like to call them friends because they are now friends and family to me. Um, Lisa and Violet, also known on Instagram as at the handmade chef. And don't get any ideas, guys, because they won't meal prep for you. <laughs> I'm their only meal prep client. Well, actually, my boyfriend's one of their second one. Um, but no, seriously, if they were to take on more meal prep clients, trust me when I tell you they are worth every bit of everything. So, girls, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. That was a kind introduction. Well, I speak the truth and I'm not drinking right now. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) They say you day out the truth comes out when you're drunk. Is that true? Do you guys believe that? I really do believe that. I think it's because we feel so comfortable that we can say whatever we want to say and not have, we don't give up about who's listening, (laughs) right? 
have to mind my P's and Q's, as you know, with things changing in my personal life. I kind of have to be careful and not drop the F-bomb all the time. But <laughs> I don't mind. <clears throat> I don't mind it either, and I'm sure people don't mind. But um, I wanted to bring you guys on today because we are doing this series on business owners, especially women business owners. And really what I wanted to do is focus on each one of you individually what what brought you to this space of preparing the way that you do? Were you both always, did you both always have a love for cuisine? How did you guys come to be the Handmaid's Chef? I love the name of your company. Of course, I'm binging right now on The Handmaid's Tale, and it's so far from that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just like, Handmaid's Chef, Handmaid's Tale, totally different. Yeah. Um, but so far, not The Handmaid's Tale. Um, but so what, what? tell me a little bit about, introduce yourself individually, talk about your, your background, and how you came together to become The Handmaid's Chef. All right. Um, I'll go first. So I'm born and raised from San Diego, five generations. Um, I've always had a love for food. Granite Hills. Uh, Granite Hills. Okay, hi, shout out. Yeah, yeah, so I just think that I I came from a big family, um, and actually Lisa does too, so a lot of our our background is similar um, in that sense, and I think that's probably why we're married. Yeah. Um, Well, you kind of have to like one another and your families. (laughs) Nothing's worse than not liking the other side. Exactly. (laughs) So a lot of siblings, um, a lot of cousins. Our cousins were right around the block, um, walking distance. And I feel like my mom was just always cooking. And I think probably because there were so many of us, four kids, plus whoever was there, our friends, this, that. Um, So like my earliest memories are just being in the kitchen with my mom, with my grandma, and I'd be like, man, this is so good. Like, you should open a restaurant. And like, no, I would never do that. No, 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 no. No one would pay for this. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then like Food Network just like exploded when I was younger. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, I want to be on food TV. I want to do all this stuff. And so I kind of focused my energy towards just cooking every day at home. I would cook for my grandparents. I would cook for my friends, like anybody that would let me. I'm like, hey, let me try this recipe for you, you know, whatever. And I like to eat, so naturally cooking. <laughs> um, it goes hand in hand, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, high school, I, I entered a cooking competition, and it was for high school seniors, and uh, the prize was your tuition at the Art Institute in San Diego. Nice. So I won, and I competed nationally, and I got all this scholarship money, so I, I was able to like pay for my school that way. But in doing that, I met all these chefs, and they're like, hey, you know, when you turn 18, come get a job, you know, because I'm 17 in high school, you know, come get a job. So my 18th birthday, I went to this restaurant in Mission Valley that's not there anymore. It was called Prego, and I'm like, hey, you said I could get a job here, and chef goes, yeah, come come to work for me. I I was making wood-fired pizzas and salads and desserts, you know, like little kid in the kitchen, and... uh, I just, I started working. I was in culinary school. Um, I bounced around San Diego mostly. I worked for the Cohen Restaurant Group for a little mm-hmm. bit, Island Prime, Sea Level Lounge. Mm-hmm. I worked at the Marriott over on 6th and J by, by Petco Park. And then I kind of ended up in catering. Um, and I always had it like as a back burner second job um, just because it was easy to pick up shifts. People are always having events, but it's a really seasonal type of thing. Like, right summer weddings, um, Christmas parties, and then January, it kind of dies down. Um, so I stuck around with this chef for a while. 
And finally, he was like, okay, I'm going to make you a sous chef here. So mm. I'm like, all right, yeah, because I want to be, like, in charge of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so... Just like that, in yeah, charge of shit. I want to be, <laughs> be the boss. That's like, right. I don't want to just cook. I want to be in charge of everything. <laughs> and so so I did that for a long time, but I got burnt out on the hours, you yeah. know? And I was starting to get to that point where I was like, okay, like, I want to, you know, I have my career. I want to get married and buy a house and have, have kids, you mm-hmm. know, like that. Thing. White picket fence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I did all that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led Were me. you in charge of shit there? I was in charge <laughs> of shit. Okay, perfect. Let's oh. <laughs> 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 well, forgot Lisa was in this whole dynamic here. See, see, I'm like taking over the conversation too. That's how that happens. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> but uh, I, I was in corporate dining for a long time. And Which I can't see you doing. It's, mm. uh, you know, it's interesting. Stepping stone. It, it is. Yeah. You know, for a while I'm like, kind of like a lunch lady and making people's lunches at work like this isn't me and then cafeteria right and I'm like it's and it's not it's like way better so I have to give them that credit um but what that taught me was really like the the bones of running a business because I had to manage a P&L every week and looking at the financials and doing all the stuff that I would do for my own business for somebody else and in that time I met Lisa there you know we fell in love. We, yeah, both going through a divorce. <laughs> we were both going through a divorce. We connected on that one. Yeah, level. and it was like, oh my God, you're like one person in this like institution that actually loves food yep. and can cook. It's not just about like, you know, getting great pay and benefits. Um, so, you know, our relationship kind of developed naturally that way. Uh, through food and then just through similar interests. What interest. better way though, through food? I mean, right? come on. <laughs> it is really like nice, you yeah. know, like. yeah cooking together, having a similar interest, like... Who's the better cook? I mean, obviously <laughs> I am, but okay, she thinks that. that she is. <laughs> I think I am. I always sure. love asking that question. Who's the better? I think, I think that we have our... We both have our strengths, yeah, and then together, definitely. it's like, that's why it's so awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like my story up until like... The Handmade Chef. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of melded together. And I think Lisa's is... Pretty similar. Yeah, my story is really similar to Violet's. Um, I come from a large family. I'm one of seven kids. Um, so a lot of that was, you know, growing up in the kitchen with my mom and, you know, getting that one-on-one time with my mom. That was really valuable for me. Um, and getting dinner, like, on the table every single night and setting the table and just having a really nice dinner together with the entire family. And, you know, that still resonates to this day. I'm a real stickler for having dinner on the table and, like, sitting down and eating. In your private and your private. Totally. That's so cool. Yeah. And having conversation. And um, I guess from there I got a scholarship to Humble State University. Oh, nice. A soccer scholarship. Okay. Um, Look at you. So didn't pay for schooling. (laughs) But while I was there... um, I mean, the Mexican food sucked up there. So <laughs> I, I it, like had these huge elaborate dinners and had a buffets of Mexican food and everybody would come over and eat and cook. And it was a really good time. So um, that was a huge part of my decision to go to culinary school as yeah. well. Um, I went to the San Diego Culinary Institute in La Mesa, which is now closed down, sadly. Um, and then I got my first externship at Mr. A's downtown, the most beautiful view in San Diego. If you haven't been, yeah, go, um, fine dining cuisine. Um, I think that's really where 
the standard was so set. So cafeteria, fine dining. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Classing it up. Yeah. Classing it up. It's all with the yin and the yang. Yes. Okay. Um, My first two years in the restaurant industry were actually um, kind of a dark period in my life. Um, I just tried to fit in with the drugs and the alcohol Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. got two DUIs and was like, okay, I got to, I've got to change something. So um, I looked into corporate dining Mm. and I was there for eight years. Climbed the corporate ladder, did all the things, drank the Kool-Aid, all of that. There's a lot of it. Um, Oversaw like a $7 million operation, did tons of catering. So that was my background for a long time. Um, And then left that and went to the Wild Time Company, which is... Wild Time. Yeah. Full service catering company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Probably one of the better ones in San Diego. It's yeah. the best one. The um, best one, well, yeah. Well, it, they're women-owned as well. So yeah. it was like, when we, because we both left Compass Group and went to the Wild Time, and they mm-hmm. like welcomed us in with open arms. They're like, don't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> like, and Lisa actually did at a time. Uh, you got a job at Fox Restaurant Group, and um, the owner, Dawn, she was like, how do we get her out of there? How do we get her over here with us? And so they have... You know, they're full-service catering operations, but they also had, um, they still have a restaurant downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually down the street from you. Um, it's called the Wild Time Table. So mm-hmm. just a little quick service spot. Um, but I was running that restaurant, and Lisa was running catering operations out of Miramar. And so it was like, it was a cool cool deal, but we were. I feel like we were like just getting going working mm-hmm. for them, yes. and the pandemic hit. And yes. it was like... Hey, we're gonna you, you're gonna get furloughed, and we're like, okay, Google, like, what's what's furloughed? <laughs> like, what, like everybody <laughs> else, right? Mean? Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah, like, yeah. okay, 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 you're gonna go home, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go home. I work. Like, I I don't know how to be at home. Yeah, I, yeah. like never at that place. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we spent like three months at home, like chilling. We're like, oh, we kind of like our house. It's cool. Like, we're, we're on vacation. yeah, we're like hot tubbing and drinking <laughs> and making, making sourdough all bread. Yeah, kind of food. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, I can't eat three, three course meals every <laughs> single day. Like this is bad. Like for the regular people, it was like the COVID 20 yes. for us. It was like yeah, pushing no, totally that 30 maybe. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and we did the back and forth, like, come back to work, open up, shut down. And, and it just got hard. And it was like, OK, like, it's time for us to really, like, start thinking about something else. And really, it wasn't me. It was actually Lisa. Lisa's always wanted to have her own business, always wanted to do the private chef thing. And I'm like, oh, no, I need stability. Like, that's kind of crazy. I don't think I can do that. And she spent, like, a good couple months, like, up in the office and I'm like, what? Like, what is she really doing up there? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? Why are you up there so yeah, much? No, yeah. built a website. You wow, know, got the business licensing. Like, yeah. did all of the stuff, and you know. And then our friends were like, Hey, can you like come cook for us in our backyard? Or like, Hey, I'm actually still gonna have my bachelorette party, even though like yeah. it's crazy right yeah, now. Like, yeah. are you comfortable? I'm like, Yeah. Like, let me come do it. Um, and we started doing it, and I was like, Oh my god! Like, this is what we do, but. For somebody else. It was such an easy transition. It was like, the way it happened was just like, easy. Well, in life they say, if you do something, if you follow your heart, the money will follow. Absolutely. And 
I, I personally have never been one to do anything for the money. I'm a person of principle. And if you have passion for something, and if you're in alignment with what you are truly supposed to be doing, it will fall into place regardless of a pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah. And that is how things are born in this world of ours. If you don't go chasing things and stay true to who you are, stay true to your principles, your morals, you know, what you believe in as a woman, as women, and as a couple, it will fall into place. And, and, and I have seen more success come out of the pandemic mm-hmm. um, with clients and friends and family than previous to the pandemic. It's almost like it took a pandemic for you to stop and go, holy crap, what do I really want to do? I'm forced to be at home. I'm forced to be on this thing called furlough and I don't fucking like it. So I'm going to take my talent. I'm going to take your business acumen and we're going to do this. Whatever this is, we don't know, but you notice, if you will, things just came to you, right? You had people saying like, not even trying, not even trying, (laughs) which tells you you are along the right side of your path. I had a guest on previously and he's a trainer and he's my trainer and he is the gentleman who calls me uh, Hap, as we know that story. <laughs> yeah. We'll go there another time. Okay. He's a colorful individual, Hap. Uh, his name is Chaboo. And he, prior to the pandemic, had a cult following for yoga. Like, he was known all over the world for yoga. He taught at Core Power. He taught all personal trained. And, like, when I say cult following, cult following. Then the pandemic hit. Then he had to shut down his brick and mortar. And he was like, why cannot not work? Right? Mm-hmm. So what did he do? He started doing online Instagram lives. What? And Instagram shut him down at 300 participants because it was just too overcrowded. Oh, wow. And he was charging whatever you donated. And he started making money off of that. Then he took it to the open park at Kate Sessions and yes. pivoted. Right? So my point is, when a pan- it causes a pandemic to make you realize not only do you have a true passion, that you can make this a living. And if the pandemic didn't happen, where would you guys be? Right? Yeah. For everyone, I can say that too. For yeah. everyone. Yeah. Because what it does is it forces you to stop and go, I'm either going to fall prey to this yes. and become a casualty of sorts, or I'm going to pick myself up my, by the bootstraps and go and do this. No looking back, right? And you guys don't strike me as individuals, let alone a couple, let alone as business owners who fall prey to anything. You basically pick yourself up and you go, Oh, you're telling me I can't do it? Okay, well, let me show you that I'm going to do it. So you materialize The Handmade Chef amidst what you've been through, amidst what you've been through. You kind of had to come to Jesus with yourselves and just said, okay, here's what we're doing. So how did you, I love the name, you know, and, and how I came to meet you is, again, then this is how the world works, where timing and life is everything. You are at the right place at the right time. You had to go through what you went through to get to where you are. And I had to go through the shit that I was going through for my acupuncturist to refer me to someone that would prepare foods for me to lead me to you because she was no longer in San Diego. And that's how the succession of things came to be in terms of how I met you. But how did you come up with not just the concept, but the handmade chef? Because it is so darn catchy. It is so <laughs> it is so spot on because it really is about handmade. You guys literally, I'm not kidding you guys. When, when I get some of my meals, I, I'm so excited to eat a meatball again. <laughs> it's so simple, but love like it. a chicken cilantro meatball makes me so happy. Totally. And the chicken nuggets, 
That's a whole <laughs> nother game changer for me. Like, I never thought that I would ever have a chicken nugget again, ever in my life. And the minute I see that's on the menu, that's the first thing I eat. And yes. I'm like, pissed off because it's gone. Going... <laughs> It's on, it's on the rotation It's on the now, rotation forever. now, forever. <laughs> but like I could, I, I just am marveled at the creativity, <clears throat> the thoughtfulness, the, the intention, everything you guys represent behind your preparation, whether it's for me or for Chris or any of the events that I see you guys catering, right? And you're going to be catering a pretty big event for us, a couple of big events for us here coming soon. But I'm like... How did you guys come up with this whole concept? Because it, it is so darn catchy and so it's just genius. And and how would you describe your work ethic and your company versus a lot of the other ones that are out there? And trust me, there are a lot of them out there. But you guys, by far, there's a fine line that sets you apart from them and you. And I'm telling you, it isn't bad stuff. It's just like, you guys are kick-ass. You really, really are. And I'm sure you know, whether it's me or anybody in my life that knows of you because of the food that they have tried because of the events you've done, they're all marveled at what you guys do. So how do you, how do you prepare for something like an event? How do you, what goes into your mind? Do you educate yourself about the clientele? Do you, knowing me, you know what I can and cannot eat, but knowing just a, a blank slate, how do you prepare? How did you come up with the handmade chef and how do you do what you do? Lisa. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you're in charge of this shit right no, now. I am in charge of this. You're the handmade uh, chef. Yeah. I'm the handmade chef. <laughs> so I guess it starts with menu, I mean, consultation with our clients. That's where it begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just moves on from there. And we're, we're taking into account your food allergens, mm-hmm. your restrictions, mm-hmm. your preferences, what you can and can't have. Um, and then we're creating a menu. And we're sourcing the best possible freshest produce that we can, sustainable meats and fish. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hand picking that. We're hand so. picking <laughs> that. Yes. Fraser Farms. Yes. Oh, yes. Shout out. Yes. Yes. Some Farms. <laughs> Mind you, people. I was just there the other day and I thought I was in a candy store. Amazing. Right? Right? Oh my God, where have I been? Yes. Where have yes. I been? And yes. Chris is from yes. La Mesa. So how did I not know about yeah. this? Well, it's brand new. It popped up during yeah. the pandemic. Yes. So. What? Well, okay, wait, yeah, what? <laughs> so, see, no, sorry, I'm taking it's a whole away another from story. story. <laughs> it's a whole nother story. It, yeah. I don't wow. Know. Okay. Yeah, it, okay. That's good to know. It's been there since the pandemic and they're amazing. And they're doing well. Yeah. And they're a small family business. So we support them. Support them, ten thousand percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you do your research. You do oh, your yeah. due diligence. Oh yeah. So once you have all of that in place, how do you come to create? I mean, the menu to me is, and it's just incredible what you guys do with it because I see the menu and I go, holy shit, we're gonna have all this food. Really? How are they gonna come up with this? How How are you making donuts for someone who can't have like all the stuff? Yeah. So how do you? How do you? I guess it comes with experience. So how it do you totally create? Does. Like, how do you know how much to, because when I try to make pancakes, as you guys saw, it looked like a soggy, I don't even know what it was. It was horrible. Like, what is this? Right. And it was horrible. But so how do you, do you just do it because you do it and, or or do you measure or you just literally just throwing stuff together and that's it? Pretty much. I mean, that's like all comes with experience. I have 18 years. Yeah. She has 20 years. So we kind of know what is going in a baked item. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of just evolves from there. Okay. Yeah. So Handmade Chef, how did you come up with the name? Everything's from scratch. We make everything from scratch with our hands. That's really what it was. Yeah, it wasn't really, I mean, just like everything else with this, we were like, we, yeah, we were just kind of like 
hanging out on the couch and it was like this drinking hot tubs <laughs> sourdough bread yes, there was all of that, that. Yeah. and then it was like what do you think about this no what do you think about this and we were watching The Handmaid's Tale. We decided to binge watch that during Dude, the pandemic. On a side that note, idea. that is like some serious. I'm like, <laughs> like how really? did I like? I'm how did all, miss that? I'm like in season three, season four now, and I'm all, what is this really happening? It's so yeah. disturbing. It but is yet, disturbing. So, and what's crazy is that was before the insurrection. Yes. Okay, and that insurrection could have easily like I was like, whoa, wait a minute, this is way too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Way <laughs> too <laughs> crazy. Like. Nuts. But the stuff yeah. going on there, so okay, not to get sidetracked or anything, but Handmaid's <laughs> Tale is legit so dark and so captivating. Yes. It's like Ozark. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. It, oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but the Handmaid's Tale, I just look and go, and you know what? She, the poor girl June has lost her mind. Yeah. yeah she, she's like, towards little, the end there, she yeah. lost her yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 She, but she you're not the Handmaid's is. Tale. So anyway, okay, <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. Okay. So literally everything's from scratch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest part because... We, we keep it small, and yes, we will do larger stuff for people, but in a regular like catering kitchen, when you're cooking for 10,000 people, mm-hmm. you can't make everything from scratch. No. It just, you can't. Can. There's no physical possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the staffing these days, you definitely <laughs> cannot. Mm-hmm. So that's part of why we like to keep it small. Yeah. Um, but we're also, we're cooking seasonally, so that helps, like, with the menu mm-hmm. development. It's like, okay, well, stone fruit, peaches, apricots, cherries, those are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they have to be on our menu yeah. right now. Yeah. Y- you know, oh, we talked to the fish guy, hey, what's in season? And, and they'll tell you. And we're shopping so much that they know us there. Yeah, so yeah. it's like... Which is key. That's all about the relationship yeah, right there. Absolutely. And it's like, and everything's local, you know. Yeah. And a lot of our clients... A lot of them are here on vacation, and they're like, oh, my God, this peach is so good. These don't taste like that in Montana or nowhere <laughs> they're from. <laughs> it's just, what do you mean? Yeah. And I'm, okay. and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, you guys don't get fruit out there? Like, we're so fortunate <laughs> so in what crazy. we have around yeah, here. We're so like, spoiled. We're a bubble. We yeah. Yes. Bubble. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, that's part of the reason I'll never leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you came up with this business plan, and then it was off to the races. That's it. Booming. At what point did you realize, okay, we're really doing this? Actually, when I sit and think about that, I, I get like like anxious. I'm like, is this really happening? Should I be here right now? Yeah. Should I be doing this? Like imposter syndrome a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just, I'm like, I can't believe this really happening real. for us. And yeah. people are paying you yes. to come do their, I mean. yes. I mean, how cool is that, that you guys are doing what you love, you're doing something you really love to do and are very good at, and people are, are seeking you out. People are seeking you out for your services. Like, you're, like... Totally. The favor that you guys have on your life is, like, you, you can't make that shit up. You can't. Because if you look back on it, because you've been doing this for how many years now? 18 years. Oh. Pan- Handmade Chef. Oh. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah, two and a half. And years. would you say it's been kind of fast and furious? Oh, oh my yes. god. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, we've been doing it for that long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, you know, oh, and we have a, a couple years worth of financials yeah. to look at now. Okay, huh? yeah. Like, whoa. In the first cool. six months, we did um, six figures. Like I was whoa. like, what? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, I was like, that so was we knew. really easy. Dude, you guys are organically And that's growing. exactly how it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. And even no now. fighting, no trying yeah. to figure it out. 
It's like we get these inquiries sometimes, and a lot of it is word of mouth. Wait, wait, you have more clients? No, you can't have any more clients than me. Come on. (laughs) No um, way. Not meal prep. I mean, and meal prep, that's a whole nother, because, you know, now that we have one business, I'm like, all right, let's expand. Let's do something else. Like, so that's trust me, I tell you, you would have plenty to deal with. Trust me. (laughs) Everybody that asks me, I'm like, they don't do any meal prep clients. Like, what? I go, well, I'm kind of being selfish, but they might. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's real. Like, yeah. I, you know, and that's that's a big part of The Handmade Chef is we do get to choose who we work with. Because being in food service, you know, we got abused, especially in corporate dining, <laughs> I mean, you know. For sure. When somebody has a bad meeting, they're coming down and they're yelling at you. And how can like, you not take it personally? Like, yeah. How can you <laughs> Relax. not? You know? Yeah, and yeah. it's like people get so ugly about stuff. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, there's no room for ugly here. Totally. But don't you don't forget work. I'm cooking your food, I can spit in it? <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I would never do, but, Which you know. we no one would ever do. <laughs> like, you know. Thank God I've never been a waitress. Because if I were ever a waitress, I'd be like, I'm sorry, you what? Okay, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. The coffee just spilled on yeah. you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Here, let me get you something to wipe up for that. Yeah, don't worry about it. But so you guys can pick and choose now yeah. your clientele. Yeah. And what would you say your favorite event to cater is? What would you say? It's like weddings. I know you guys do a lot of different things. I do like weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of... You know, formal sit down dinner is like yeah. three cores, that's, four cores, five cores. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, when I first, aside from the meal prep, when I had you do the first, we had a sit down dinner here. That's the one thing that I was like, and everybody else that was here too was like, oh my God, I'm so impressed with this whole process. You guys come with this menu, you come, I mean, you do everything from start to finish and you drink with us. <laughs> so it's like, dude, this was like the perfect thing for me. Like yes. they're like in my kitchen, we're talking, we're drinking, do a shot. Yeah, let's do a shot, whatever. <laughs> and we're all having fun, but your presentation is down to a T. And then I saw it even magnified at my birthday celebration. And then seeing it on the video was like, holy oh crap. Oh my God, that was amazing. Right? It was so yeah. heartfelt. Just the preparation and everything that went into that. So the personal touch that you offer your clients, in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of others that have worked with you, that's what defines you from the next chef or the next whatever the business is that they are doing. Because I really feel like you guys listen and I really feel like you you are mindful and very much diligent about getting to know your client. Mm-hmm. Because you could easily, and, and this is why I landed with the two of you, I had interviewed so many meal prep services, wow. and I was willing to pay stupid money. And, I'm, I, and I will continue to pay stupid money because it's important to me to know that I know what's going into my food. Mm-hmm. Because it could be life or death for a lot of people. And for me, it could be very serious. So when I interviewed these services and I said, listen, I know you probably don't do this, but I need it to be catered to my dietary restrictions. And I will pay you X amount, however much it takes. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I will do it. Sorry, we can't. I go, right? So what makes you different is even though you didn't at the time or still, maybe you're considering, didn't take meal prep clients, you took the time and said, I want to help right? Which sets you apart, mm-hmm. which is why in my heart, you will always have a special place, which is in Chris's heart, you'll always spe- have, and anybody that's around me, their bellies are very happy, <laughs> right? So whenever I talk about the girls, they're like, oh, whoa, what? They're catering it? Yeah, oh, we're there. Uh-huh. I'm like, wait, so it doesn't matter if I'm going to be there? <laughs> well, you're going to see this. Oh, okay, whatever. But my point is you guys take, you take the time and you listen and you really deliver above and beyond. I mean, for those of you, if they do take meal prep clients, when I say they 
go above and beyond, they go above and beyond. And I'm talking from deliveries to, to, you know, the menu selections, the creativity, the taste, the everything that goes behind this. And they're two wonderfully talented women who are running a badass business. That to me, I will all day, I spend probably $900 a month in groceries and for what it goes bad. Yeah. Right. And with you, I'm getting a plethora of meals and snacks and everything else for crying out loud, homemade granola <laughs> that you can eat, that yeah. I can eat, and donut. I mean, I, brownie. Remember, we were doing brownies for a while, yeah. and these little protein, yes. but just all this stuff you got, and chicken wings. I mean. <laughs> I, I could keep going, but my point is you guys take the time to listen. So for me, that's what sets you apart. So now you're on this journey and in your first six months, you did what you did in terms of business. You're now two and a half years into it. Where do you see the company going? I know you're looking at a different artery now, a little mousetrap mm-hmm. on the side, maybe. Yeah. What yeah. are you thinking? I think we got to start some more business, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been so successful with this. Mm-hmm. It's like, why just have one business? We're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We need... All kinds of revenue streams. Um, so because you like being in charge of shit, so yeah, we need another you know, project. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't want to get huge, and I think that's why, like, handmade, Careful. right? Yeah. I know that's why Handmade Chef is like it's great what it, it's doing right now, and we have some really good chefs that also work with us. Yeah. Emily was so cool. Yeah, yeah. she's so Love sweet. Her. I think that we. We kind of tainted her a little bit off the game. Because you were here to buffer it. And I'm like, no. oh, man, this poor girl's going to be like, dude, what is it? I think she's one of she us. Loves you. She's good. one of us. Oh, yeah. good. I, so hope, she's, I hope. We she know is. our people. Oh, God. Yeah, I love it. Definitely. I mean, like, towards the end of the night, we had a conversation that was going, we can't talk about it here. But it was funny. I'm like, dude, I hope she's okay with all this. Because I'm an open book. I don't care. I love it. Which I, I love probably about should you. filter. Yes. Well, she's going to continue to work with us. So oh, it didn't, it didn't we didn't scare her. Yeah. And when you showed up, I'm like, good. Because why like a buffer this shit yeah, she can. poor Emily was like in the, over the corner doing I go are you okay she's I'm fine it's fine. Just doing my job over here, and I'm like, oh man, this poor girl. Well, she's new. She's still trying to impress God, us. Yeah. Well, no, well what fine. better to break her in and bring her to one of our events? Because you're like, this is a wild one over here. Yeah. So you're gonna you're looking at different revenue streams now. Yeah. Well, like for example, can so, you tell? Because the meal prep thing. Yeah. I mean, it has come up since we started, and we've done it, and we stopped, and we've done it, and we stopped. And so when you called, we didn't have anyone, and I and I remember talking to you, and I'm like. I think we should do this. Like she says she can't eat anything and I know we can make something for her. Like I love a challenge. So I'm like, mm-hmm. of course we can do that. Mm-hmm. Plus I think he said the F word a few times. And oh, I was like, she's our people. I, like, like, she's I, I, think so I, cool. I remember saying, I just got to eat something. I just want to, can I please? I just wanted to eat. And you guys remember how skinny I was. Yes. I was so skinny. And now I'm obviously still gaining weight, but you, you took a chance. Yeah. And that's what defines you again from somebody else. So now you're thinking the meal prep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, again, how we were talking about how everything happens Mm -hmm. as it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, we met Emily, Mm -hmm. and she's really health conscious, Mm -hmm. and she's really into those things. And I'm like, these people don't just keep showing up for no reason. Like, we really need to start entertaining this. So I think... I think it is something that's like, okay, we got to sit down, write out this business plan right. and do it because, you know, we have you, we said we weren't taking any more and now we're doing Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We said we weren't taking any more. Like, like, it's just gonna, people I am. You know, yeah. and, and that's the thing is it's not just like, oh, you know, hello fresh or whatever. Gosh, like, Throwing no, a meal, you know, out to you. It's, we're making this. So it's, Im- it is. And you yeah. become family. And oh, gosh. A lot of our clients were there for everything. Yes. We're there yeah. for their birthdays, their yes. anniversaries, yeah. you know, you name it. And they are our family. Mm-hmm. So we want to, you know, have something where you can have 
handmade chef at home mm-hmm. and Ooh, not have us there. I like the sound <laughs> of that. Oh, I like this. Plus, you guys use sustainable. I mean, all the everything from the packaging, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. everything. And I remember when I was interviewing you, I, I remember asking, okay, is everything, you know, grain-free, fre- you know, f- f- uh, what is it? I can't think of it with the meat. It's um, grass-fed. grass-fed. Yeah. Just all yeah. everything to me that I needed because I know that what I was looking for was pure, organic, fresh. Because your body, as you know, is the number one reason why you can heal. If you feed it well, oh, it yeah. will heal yeah, everything. Food is medicine. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Everything. And I'm learning that now. And even my labs that have come back, my uh, antioxidant levels were higher because of the food I'm eating, because of the food you're creating. My omegas have gone up because of the... The food I'm eating, whereas before I was so deficient. And my naturopath even said it. She goes, what have you done differently? I go, it's my food. Oh my like yeah. literally, I, I may supplement every now and again, yeah. but my main my mag, oh, my magnet, everything, my calcium, everything is just like spot on right now. So it is medicine. It truly is. So if you do the meal prep business, which I feel like you're going to, <laughs> yeah. we probably should talk about this because I love <laughs> I'll be the spokesperson. I'll be the guinea pig. Um, but I feel like that with life and anything that the two of you have done, when the opportunity is there, it presents itself. It's like when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? So right now you have all these teachers around you. You've got Emily, right? You've got everything that I don't even know about that's presenting itself to you guys. And all you really need to do is just show up with your skills and your business acumen. So I'm so excited for the two of you. So if you were to give... Any young, aspiring chef, any words of encouragement? The business is rough. It's kind of like the retail business. It's kind of like anything, hospitality, real estate. Every business that we do is rough because there's a learning curve and there's a weed out process. What would you suggest to that up and coming chef that's like, dude, I know I'm really good at what I do, but I don't want to be a cafeteria worker for the rest of my life. (laughs) I don't want to be making money for somebody else every day. It's kind of like when I have buyers that are contemplating buying, right? They're renting right now and they're buying. I always give them this question. I always go, okay, so at what point are you willing to stop paying someone else's mortgage? Mm -hmm. Right? And start paying your own mortgage. And in further, if we're in a transaction or if we're offers, making offers and whatnot, at what point are you willing to walk away, right? So you have to stay true to yourself at some point and go, okay, I'm either doing this or I'm not, right? So what would you suggest to that aspiring chef or chefs? You know, it's tough, number one, being a woman in this business. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> number two, being two women in this business yeah. that are really good at what you do, being married mm-hmm. to one another. That's all you guys that's have a had to overcome. Story. <laughs> so you've had, and it's a shame that that's an issue. It's yeah. a shame. And I'm not going to get in my political soapbox right now, but it's a shame. So, having said that, if you could give us one sage piece of advice before we close it out. Mm. Go ahead. I would say for the young aspiring private chef to find a couple mentors that you look up to and work with them, whether it's for free or whatever small fee they're going to pay you, um, make that sacrifice and work with them yeah. and learn as much as you fucking can. Yeah. And then once you feel ready, just do it. Make that jump and do it. Violet? Yeah. I mean, I think really similarly, you know, 
when I was younger, I thought, oh, I want to work in all these restaurants and try all these things. And it wasn't really about that. It was about working for the best people. Right. Who's really good at what they do. Okay, mm -hmm. find them, work for them, and then go out on your own. Because right. they're going to teach you. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, you just... Learning to be shitty. So, <laughs> I mean, oh my god! It's really the thing you're learning to be shitty. Yeah. So take every opportunity that you can. Yeah. And absolutely. go with yeah. it because you will at some point benefit from it. Yeah. For and you sure. can't be scared. You just have to like. You, you just have it. to do it. Just do it. Don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. yeah. Just, just do, do it. it. Well, I know you guys have made a difference in my life, and you've made a difference in Chris's life, and every mm -hmm. person that's in my life that has sampled any of your preparations is baffled at the two of you. So I'm just grateful from the bottom of my heart. Yes, you've become friends, you've become family, but you literally have saved my life. And I mean that, and I will always say that, and I'm your biggest fan, and I think you know that, and I hope you know that. Um, but I hope you do the meal prep part. In fact, I know you're going to do it. Um, if any of you have any questions regarding who the handmade chef is or whatnot, their information will be down below. If they do take meal prep clients, trust me, it's well worth it. Your health is everything. And as always, I'm grateful to you, Violet and Lisa, Thank for being so part much. of my life. Thank you. Support small business, support women in small business. Badass chefs right here. Peace out, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs>